The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3451. It is part 10. It's amazing that this is going on this long. That's how deep this game goes. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is what we've been talking about for the last week and a half now. We are on to the 10th installment, as I just said, and we're going to Ilum to get Cal Kestis a new Kyra crystal for a new lightsaber. And yeah, let's talk about the fun that happens there. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. I'm dressed warmly for our trip to Ilum today. <laughs> it's part 10 of our look at Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order when we last left our heroes. They were in a sorry state, turning tail, running away from Dathomir without their objectives achieved to get the Astrium at Kujit's tomb. And with a busted lightsaber, apparently with a busted kyber crystal within the lightsaber because of the fact that they have to go to Ilum and get a new crystal for a new and rebuilt lightsaber situation for Cal Kestis. Now, when I was watching the playthrough that I was watching for this one, their arrival on Ilum seemed really uneventful and I was kind of surprised by that because I thought I remembered that the Empire was all over Ilum after the fall of the Republic and it turns out that yes that is actually the case they just managed to sneak in basically I guess so after they land and before Cal goes off on his little journey Seer buttonholes him and says hey you know you're gonna be tested and I'm not just talking about what happens here on Ilum it's the dark side as well and Cal has kind of an epiphany and says you're still struggling with the dark side are you even though you've cut yourself off from the force and she says yeah basically that's the case and we're all gonna struggle with the dark side at one time or another and the important part of it is that you just keep fighting it basically so Cal heads off thinking that he's going to find out just who he is and what he's really made of and he has a situation happen in the caves in Ilum where there's a little sort of ice shelf that falls breaks cracks out from under him and he ends up falling into icy cold water and appears almost to drown, but then there's a moment where it looks like a young Cal Kestis is reaching down from, you know, the safety of dry ice and dry land, as it were, and he says to the current day Cal Kestis, trust me, and so Cal reaches up out of the water, grabs young Cal's hand, and then we see our present day Cal getting up onto shore and coughing and shivering and he looks up and he sees what appears to be a young Cal Kestis walking off into a bright light and then disappearing. So this is just one of those wonderful transformative and mythical moments that Star Wars is able to deliver. I mean, it's really beautiful. As part of his journey, our, I'd say, older Cal, current day Cal, is being asked to trust his younger self, to trust the purest part of himself as part of this journey to get a new kyber crystal and to survive the perils associated with that journey. 
And it also suggests that all of the things that Cal has built up within himself over you know, the years since Order 66, that maybe the way through them, past them, to deal with them is to you know, let go of what's happened over these past five years and get back in touch with the young Padawan that he was that had a pure connection to the Force. So once he's back up on dry land, he hears a kyber crystal reaching out to him. There's a little bit of exposition as they're starting around in the caves, Cal and BD-1, where they talk about how you know kyber crystal has to choose you, basically, right? So anyway, he's approaching one, and he picks it up and holds it, and it just snaps in two in his hands, which is a shocking, surprising development. And Cal gives a no, 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 like just a complete frustrated and you know, sense of you know, doomed failure kind of exclamation just sinks to the ground and can't believe it and says like I've failed to BD1 and this actually unlocks yet another encrypted message within BD1 where you know Cordova talks about how failure is part of any path that you're going to be on and if you're going to succeed eventually like failure is going to be a part of it. He goes on to say that hope survives in anyone who continues to fight which dovetails nicely with what Seer was saying before when she was sending Cal off on his journey and later on she's going to say something similar that failure is part of the path as well so it's going to bring you right back to what her master was saying. Now this particular recording from Master Cordova is also a unique one because he describes it to BD-1 who actually appears in the hologram this time as the last message that he's going to give for probably a while which you know usually means <laughs> that yeah that's it he's done because he senses the doom of the Jedi Order is upon them so this is apparently being recorded right before or right during the implementation of Order 66 and in talking to BD-1 he says that you know in order to protect the information like the information that he's been putting into BD-1 it has to be encrypted but it's going to cause BD-1 to have a full loss of memory so he's not going to be able to remember Master Cordova and Cordova says that he hopes someday BD-1 is going to be able to find someone to hang around with who is as brave and persistent as BD-1 himself is or herself. I'm not sure if BD-1 has been gendered. So uh, yeah, whichever one is correct for that, let's say. All right, just took a second to look it up. Masculine programming. So as brave and persistent as he, BD-1, has been. And that he will be able to start unlocking stuff from the encryption when he BD-1 finds someone that he can trust the way that he trusts Master Cordova and now we see that Cal Kestis is that person so that's yet another beautiful moment in this whole sequence. So once that recording has been played Cal Kestis gets to work on a little ice table that BD-1 indicates where he starts disassembling and working with tools and whatnot. And even with that kyber crystal that split in half, apparently it was supposed to split in half like that and very cleanly so because Cal is able to build a new double-bladed lightsaber and one that can separate. So he can easily use it as two lightsabers or he can kind of go look and lock them together and make it one double-bladed lightsaber. Then of course it's time to beat feet out of there, but the Empire is there and according to Seer who's been monitoring the comms and tries to slice them at one point to help mess up their coordination, everybody who is 
on Ilum for the Empire is trying to find where Cal is. Like, everybody's coming for him. And then later on, Sears says that she intercepted a signal to the effect that every Star Destroyer in the sector is coming to Ilum to try and deal with what's happening. But they managed to get out of there before anything bad happens. However, one thing that Cal notices, he ends up going through an Imperial mining facility and realizes that the Empire has been mining kyber crystals. Dun, dun, dun. There's some, you know, very dastardly red glows around areas where... <laughs> He's seeing some of this kyber crystal activity happening. We know, of course, that that activity is happening very likely related to the Death Star. But yeah, that's something that Cal and company have no idea about. And how could they at this point? But it isn't just kyber crystals. There's all sorts of other activity that they're mining kyber crystals for. And at this point, I wonder if they're you know, shipping off to the unknown regions too, for that matter, with you know whatever Palpatine's contingency plan he was building at the time, you know, had <laughs> anything to do with that maybe? Possibly so. And of course, eventually the gutting of Ilum will lead to the creation of Starkiller Base that we see in The Force Awakens too. So yeah, all comes together. So this part of this story ends with Cal saying that he used to dream about the idea of storming Coruscant with surviving members of the Jedi Council and retaking the place and being able to you know, be the hero and rebuild everything. And instead, he's found himself in a crew with a gambler and a fallen Jedi, and he considers himself a failed Padawan. But, you know, is that really the case? Uh, yeah, not exactly. And according to Seer, he is starting to do the things that he needs to do to heal himself. And she says that she's proud of him. He asks her about you know, her situation with Trilla and she says, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be ready to face that. I have my own path to follow. And as I gather that path will lead her to Trilla sooner rather than later. But for now, the crew has to go back to Dathomir and try to get that Astrium from Kujit's tomb. So that's what we're gonna be talking about on the next episode of the show. And that's gonna do it for this one. I would just, simply ask you before we go that if you are enjoying this show and if you're enjoying these episodes then please consider sharing them with your friends and family who love Star Wars and if you have social media accounts where you like to share stuff about Star Wars then please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family on social media as well. I would really appreciate that and it would help the show grow even more. And so it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.